0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Now, Kramer and Jess. Mornings on Mix 106.5. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Happy Tuesday.
2: It is Tuesday. We're one down. We have four to go, but you've already gotten one of them going. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You're up ready to go. Maybe you're heading home. I was laughing this morning driving into work because I feel like we start work so early. Right? It feels like it, I have this baseline that 6 a.m. seems so early to start work.
1: Even though it looks like it's 2 p.m. outside.
2: It makes it easier. Yeah. Driving in on Falls Road this morning, they're already out doing construction. They've been going like forever and I'm like, Hi, right, that's early. Oh, yeah. That's early. Puts in perspective for me. Uh, Six o'clock, club. Let's get started with you. This is anybody in Maryland that's awake first thing in the morning. We just say good morning. We huddle together. We're a little group here. So, Texas, all you got to do is listen. And text and you're part of the six o'clock club so 410-583-1065 text us who you are where you're from and we'll shout you out who's up jess
1: veronica good morning our kinder care ladies karen and amber are here john the annapolis locator good morning to christine magic mike beautiful beverly jess are from westminster sexy dan from the eastern shore captain john from middle river uh terrence is here aka shades in queenstown good morning stephanie in nottingham Kathy and Park Bill is up with us. Good morning to Lee. First time texting in from Baltimore. What's Welcome. Up? Yeah. Anthony from Catonsville. Jake from Westminster. Good morning. the Mel Nurse and Angel in Columbia. Good morning.
2: Can we have a dumb debate to start the show off this morning? Question on Reddit is, <laughs> is tossing a banana peel on the ground littering? Uh, I see Is tossing a banana peel on the ground Littering How do you feel about that I think it's
1: dangerous Because someone is going to slip Forget the whole like compost thing And putting it in the grass And all that kind of stuff for the environment Yeah. If you step on that thing Either you're going to slip Or it's going to get on your shoe And that's going to make me upset (laughs)
2: Do people actually slip on banana peels with like a cartoon? It's
1: slippery. Is it really, and though? And it's squishy. It's nasty.
2: I don't know if I've ever seen someone slip on a banana peel other than like in like Home Alone movies and stuff like that.
1: I feel like top three things you don't want to step on, dog poop, gum, and a banana peel. <laughs> My main things I don't want to step on when I walk in.
2: So here's the breakdown of what Reddit says, because I... I throw banana peels out the window like if I'm driving in a car
1: on the freeway? Yeah, or like, just Where anywhere. is that gonna land? That's gonna land on somebody's
2: uh on somebody's windshield. It's to me it's it's like part of the environment. It's like a pine cone or something, that right? That should not count when you're on the freeway. That's so whack. So, I've always I've never really thought twice about it, but I will say there's a part of me that feels socially guilty for that. Meaning, like, I think people are going to judge me, so I feel weird doing it. But do I feel guilty about doing it? No, I don't. Because I think it's the environment returning to the environment, right? So 49% of people in Maryland say it is absolutely littering. So about half people. About half. 36% of people say it depends. They say, like, If you drop it in the forest, it's not littering. Yeah, but like, if you drop it on the street, it is
1: littering. Totally, because what what's it going to seep into the concrete? It's just going to erode back into like. Not when you're driving seventy miles an hour on the freeway. It's going to hit somebody in the window.
2: Fourteen percent of people say it's never littering ever, and I have to agree with that. This actually gets so deep. This conversation, and feel free to give us your two cents on this too. I know this is a really stupid debate, but is throwing a banana peel is it tossing out the window or on the ground is it littering or not some people pointed out that it's perfectly acceptable in Mario Kart so like you have to <laughs>
1: I'm not even there and then
2: some people started pointing out the insurance risk of like yeah if you were to slip on one yeah which I've never seen anyone actually slip on I don't think it's littering I don't think we should be like giving people a hard time if you're putting the environment back into the environment. It's not trash. It's total. that's
1: totally not what it is.
2: Now, now, now. These are the top three
3: trending stories in the city.
1: The Baltimore Top Three Three. with Jess.
0: Number three.
1: Happy Pride. Pride Month is celebrated each year in June to honor the LGBTQIA plus community in all aspects of their identity and to recognize the impact that they've had on our history. And it was on this day in 1995 after the Justice Department refused to become engaged in the legal fight against a Colorado amendment that denied civil rights protection to LGBT people, the Clinton administration established the first White House liaison for the LGBT community.
2: And was what year?
1: 1995.
2: God, it wasn't that long ago, you know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy.
1: Number two. A Baltimore couple is making national news for saving someone's life. Emily Raines, a nurse at Greater Baltimore Medical Center, and her boyfriend, Daniel Shiflet, a former nurse, were on a flight returning to Baltimore from their vacation in the Bahamas when they ended up helping a passenger on the flight who was in distress. The couple performed CPR after finding the passenger had no pulse and successfully revived the man approximately seven minutes before landing. And when they landed, the man was rushed to the hospital. Reigns and shiftlet were praised by fellow passengers, and everything ended up working out.
2: We're going to get Emily and Daniel on the show here in a couple of minutes. I can't imagine.
1: Insane. It's like a movie.
2: What that must feel like. Because you have seen that in movies, right? Does anybody know a doctor? And I was oh yeah. like, oh my. It happened on a flight that I was on not too long ago. And it's actually, even as someone that's just the passenger it's on a scary. flight like that, it's really Really scary. So, Emily and Daniel on the show in about 10 minutes to tell their story. Number one.
1: Longtime Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak is planning to retire next year after more than 40 years on the popular TV game show. He actually made the announcement on Twitter last night saying the upcoming 41st season will be his last. The 76-year-old said it's been a wonderful ride, adding that he'll have more to say in the coming months. But Sajak started on the Wheel of Fortune back in 1981 alongside co-star Vanna White. And the show's 41st season is set to begin in September.
2: What else is there more to say? <laughs> like, that always makes me feel like there's more to the story. Well,
1: no, I think he, he'll say a goodbye and talk to fans Uh-oh. and everything like that. I feel like that's just his announcement on Twitter. Uh-oh. But someone who's basically been since the beginning of the show. It's going to be a goodbye. It's
2: weird because yeah, as long as I would say some of us have been alive, Pat Sajak has been the host of Wheel of Fortune. That man has hosted that show for more years. That one job Mm -hmm. for more than I've actually been alive. Mm -hmm. And I used to think Vanna White was such a babe back in the day. She was like everyone's crush. Is she still doing it, too? Isn't she still on the show, too? I'm pretty sure Vanna White's still on, right?
1: Yeah, she's on.
2: It's crazy, man. This
1: is Jess, and that was your top three.
2: Okay, the story is crazy, and I want you to hear it firsthand. Jess, what is the headline that's coming out of Baltimore this morning? Nurse and
1: boyfriend save man's life in mid-flight medical emergency.
2: And that man and woman happened to be Emily and Daniel from right here in, in Baltimore. Good morning, guys.
3: Hi, how are you? We're
2: good. Emily is a nurse here in Baltimore. And I know you've seen this in the movies where all of a sudden they are like, oh my gosh, is there somebody with medical profession uh, on the flight right now that happened uh, to a flight that Emily was on and she actually ended up saving a life. This story is, is nuts. Start from the beginning. How'd this whole thing go?
3: Okay, so um, we were on our way home from Fort Lauderdale, and we were, I would assume, like halfway home, and over the intercom, the flight attendant asked if there was any medical professionals on the unit, if they could come to the front of the plane, so we didn't obviously expect that to happen, but nobody like started going up to the front, so he just kind of looked at me, he's like, we gotta go. Um, so then we started making our way up there. Um, I told him, you know, like I obviously like he's a man. So he has like strength and everything and I was Like if you can just concentrate on doing compressions, like I'll take care of the other stuff.
2: Well, when you guys got um, to the front of the plane, what was the actual scene?
3: The gentleman was slumped over in the seats. So like in Southwest, um, you have like your three seats um, and then you have the aisle. So he was essentially just like slumped over on his side. He was completely purple. Like, honestly, like, you couldn't tell that he was a Caucasian man because of how discolored he was. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And they were attempting to try to give him compressions while he was, like, in those seats. And, you know, like, I had, like, said, like, probably softly, I was like, oh, we got to get him on the ground. And then it really wasn't happening. So, like, then Dan kind of took over and he was like, we got to get him on the ground now. There was nothing that was going through. His airway was occluded. So I actually was like asking for more medical bags and there's actually a device that goes in your mouth and it just like holds your tongue down. So this really like sweet guy beside me, I was like, you need to look for something that looks like a rainbow, like, and I need it. It's plastic. And he was able to find that for me. And then I was just just wait, is this like a random stranger or like a flight attendant? Oh yeah. It's a random stranger. Wow. Wow.
2: Wow. So you guys all kind of teamed up together to make this happen.
3: Yeah, yeah, I was definitely giving out demands to people. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well you kinda had to
1: in that situation. Right? Yeah. We're talking to Emily and Daniel, nurses from right here in Baltimore, who literally saved a life on a plane. How long did that entire process actually last for?
3: I mean, I know my time is a hundred percent skewed because I thought the whole thing was like five minutes long.
2: Really? <laughs> yeah, 15, Fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah, it was it was a good it was a good while.
1: Mm -hmm. In the air, I'm like freaking out. So after everything's fine and thankfully he's okay, how do you even go back to normal? Did you guys just walk back to your seat?
3: Well, like everybody gave us like high fives and stuff. Um, And then we got back to our seat. There was one lady that tried to like help us like with calming or whatever. But I was like, man, I'm amped. Like, let me live this right now. We just saved somebody's life. So
2: Wow. What a cool story. Have you guys been able to connect with this guy since then?
3: I have talked with the wife quite a few times. How's he doing? He's home. He's doing like she's she like her words, like he's doing remarkably well. Like, I mean, he's still healing and he's still recovering. Yeah.
2: So, how does that how are you feeling today about this? I mean, I know it's
3: being a trending story, by the way. Like, this is crazy. I mean it feels really good like how often do these things happen like you know CPR is not successful a lot of the times and like this was a success story that we were able to identify like what caused the arrest and we were able to fix that like quickly so yeah it was pretty it was pretty awesome
2: I think we don't give people in the medical profession enough credit you know because we don't think of situations like this these two You're are just never trying to go off work like, they are like, trying to go on vacation yeah. you know what I mean and you <laughs> end up you ended up saving life, which is so super cool, and we're so appreciative. Listen, I know it's like a little token of appreciation, but we would love to treat you guys to dinner, just to just a, a oh. chance to, to like get out and just go enjoy yourselves, and maybe hopefully not have to work. Hopefully nobody chokes during dinner. And you guys can just enjoy it. And
0: yeah. that would be a,
2: just a little, a little
0: a thank you from from the
2: city to you guys for just being amazing
0: up in the air.
3: Oh, thank you. Thank That's you. so thank sweet. You.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.
1: So what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine and everything in a relationship right mm. She's years old and
2: really
0: gets advice with D-
2: That is a tricky question, I think, in every relationship.
1: Is it, though?
2: It is our final Dear Abby for the school year. And if you have never heard this segment before, we should probably introduce you to 11-year-old Abby. Who is this?
1: Abby is my niece, and she lives in California. We're really close, and so I just talk to her about different things that are going on in my life and ask her for advice. And Garage Boy got a new item, something new. And so I assume that like, hey, we got a new item to share. Abby, can I ask you for some advice? Yep. I need you to help me solve this relationship dilemma that I'm having. If your partner has something, does that mean it's automatically yours too? Because Gerald got this new flannel, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna look super cute in that, right? And he's like, we? And I'm like, yeah we because obviously I'm gonna wear that. So I just feel like if you're in a relationship with someone and you guys share space and you live in the same space, does it mean that like what's mine is his and what's yours is mine?
3: I guess it depends on the item. Like in your situation, it's it's a flannel, so it's fine. Like, yes, Gerald did get it, but like you guys are gonna be married soon. (laughs) Like you're gonna start sharing each other's stuff. But like, if it was like his phone, then, like, mm. no, obviously. Like, that's called invasion of privacy. But, like, a flannel, though? Like, it's a flannel. <laughs> Come on. Like, if it's cute, I'm going to wear it, okay? Mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Abby. Love you. Love
2: you. I think Abby does bring up that there's a very fine line with that old saying of what's mine is yours and yours is mine when you do get married or into a relationship. And, and she's right. I mean, it's... it's We're getting probably, married. These are the facts. Here. It's the wisest thing she said. Like, clothes, not a big issue. But you can't just go through his phone, I feel like, and that be... Appropriate. I've also come up with a list of other things that I think are be inappropriate and not quite mine is yours and yours is mine. Where you me.
1: think I would need to ask permission
2: before? I, I would think so. And if you've got some other ones and you want to call us or text us, where where doesn't that rule apply in your relationship of what's mine is yours and yours is mine? Uh-huh. Like what doesn't apply to that? Call us, text us 410-583-1065. I would say your car is oh. one of them and vice versa. Like You can't just walk out in the morning and like choose which car you're going to take. You know what I mean? There's two cars and like one's designate yours, one designate his. He has to be like, it's our car. So I'm taking your car. And he walks out says, like, well,
1: this is my car. Like what? Debatable, but okay.
2: I would say any type of toiletry, and I'm talking specifically with a shower. And I experience this more from my ex wife than it would be more for me. Like if I were to ever use my ex wife's shampoo, oh. It was off limits. She was like, Do you know how much that shampoo cost? Why are you using that on your hair? But why
1: were you using her shampoo?
2: There was like the first one there was easier to get. Maybe I'd run out of mine. So I found that, that shampoos and like body washes are not what's mine is yours and yours is mine. Okay. Last one, I'd say anything, the last item of anything food related. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, yeah, because
1: he burned me one day. I still remember it. We were at First Watch, and he took my last bite of what I was eating. Yeah. And doesn't it I was scorned by it. Doesn't apply. Yeah, immediate core memory that just popped into
2: my brain. Can you think of any other times where that rule does not apply? What's mine is yours, and yours is mine. Bank accounts. Text from the 610. Bank accounts. Do you agree with that one that like those two have to be separate? So whatever's in Garage Boy's bank account isn't necessarily your money, right? We agree with that?
1: No, I think I when as far as like the wedding's going, we want to have at least one joint bank account so we can share that.
2: And then you have your own separate accounts too? Yeah. So then in that case
1: so when we're like saving for something and like we have goals and blah 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 but
2: you would agree though that's not your money in his account then right
1: yeah but you know what though I mean but the thing is is like when we're out and about and like we're doing stuff together it's It's just kinda like you're just paying for each other.
2: Itemized bill, baby. So I don't know. Separate receipts, you know what I mean? How about toothbrushes? Text from the four four three toothbrushes. Is that what mine is yours and yours is mine? Does that apply with that rule?
1: Okay, yes, but like I would be lying if I said that I've never used Garage Boy's toothbrush before. And we were in a predicament where like I I I didn't have a toothbrush or I forgot mine, and he was like, You can use mine, and I was like, Okay. And like we've been in that. It's not like this is an everyday thing. It's not
2: extreme circumstances only. But he
1: has used mine and I have used his, and it wasn't the end of the world.
2: But you would feel some kind of way if you walked into the bathroom and he
1: was like, and you saw him
2: using your toothbrush all the time. All the time. Right, because I think yeah. I was gross. Right, there's no reason to share a toothbrush. We don't have to. Yeah,
1: but like, there's been emergencies, and it's like, it, I mean, come on. If you're doing other stuff, a toothbrush is like,
2: come on. <laughs> it's weird how that that doesn't like. Why does that
1: not? Why does that not carry over with
2: anything else? But for some reason, when it comes to toothbrushes, like y'all y'all swap so many things mouth to mouth. Yeah, but for some reason, so relax seems if out you're cringing
1: at me right now. And I will say with your point about the shampoo, because when you mentioned it. I had an ick because Garage Boy did use my shampoo one time without telling me. Thank you. And I ration it because it's very expensive. Thank so, you. like, I feel that.
2: Last one. This is the number one answer that I'm seeing on text messages. <laughs> Restaurant leftovers. Mm. Does that apply to what's mine is yours and yours is mine?
1: I do think that there should be a discussion there. Um, I, I don't care about my leftovers, but I have been in the wrong where I've thrown thing, things out. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it wasn't mine throwaway.
2: It's not, listen, that is not. And I should
1: have, I should have asked.
2: That is not your property. Right. Okay. My leftovers are none of your damn business. And I'll get to them when I want to get to them. Okay. Yeah. Now. 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 Now.
1: These are the top three trending
0: stories in the city. The Baltimore Top Three. (laughs) With Jess. (laughs) number three.
1: The Maryland MVA is once again issuing high occupancy vehicle permits for electric vehicles. So drivers with plug-in electric vehicles or certain plug-in hybrid electric vehicles are titled and registered. in Maryland will be allowed to use the state's carpool lanes on I-270 and Route 50 regardless of the number of passengers. Something you have to keep in mind though. You do have to apply for this and you have to have an HOV permit to display on your vehicle. Uh, This program actually expired last fall, but it was reinstated this year and signed into law by Governor
2: Westmore. Makes sense, like it. Number two.
1: Costco is finally bringing a fan favorite international item to U.S. food courts. The long-awaited Mango Smoothie has been testing in Hawaii Costco since last year. And now shoppers are starting to see it pop up on menus in more and more U.S. locations. It actually was first spotted in Australia alongside items like Bubble Tea. And now that item was officially launched in 2022. And they said if it was successful in Hawaii, they would launch it in stores nationwide. No word on the official launch date, but they have been seen on the West Coast. So it's just a matter of time before we get them over here.
2: Does that sound that exciting to you? I mean some of these food Where? items we talk about and it's like yay, like I'm so mango. So it
1: would be rotated with the berry smoothie, but you have to keep in mind Costco has a menu and it has like has had the same menu yeah. items for years. So the fact that like it's something new and possibly in rotation with the berry smoothie and you pull up to Costco and you can't get that berry smoothie and you're like who the hell is this mango smoothie? <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to be prepared.
2: Number one,
1: Taylor Swift has set a new record on Billboard's adult pop airplay chart as her song Karma climbs to number eight, making it her 28th top 10 hit on the chart. She has now broken the record that was originally held by Maroon 5, who had 27 top 10 hits on that chart. And in more Taylor news, her era's tour is expected to generate 4.6 billion dollars in local spending as it makes its way around the country. In addition to the $12 million in her ticket sales per show, Swifties are also spending an average of more than $1,300 to attend those shows. That's travel, accommodations, food, and other tourism-related experiences. Obviously, that's pumping money into local economies, Taylor herself is pocketing an estimated ten million dollars per show.
2: Oh, per show! I thought you meant total. I'm like, wait, how in the world is that making billions? And she's making ten million. I'd yeah, be pissed. per show. That's first off, nice paycheck. Second off, you know when you went to go see the Eras Tour in, in Philly. Philly, yeah. You got tickets for free, mm-hmm. right? But how much do you think that you spent, even without tickets? That's actually a really good point. Is, no, dude. I y'all got to remember, it's not just so the gas, ridiculous ticket ticket price of these things. Gas,
1: the hotel, which were which obviously the hotel prices are insanely hiked up because the because she was going to be there. What'd
2: you pay for hotel?
1: For one night. One night, and because it was last minute, I got the tickets last minute. We forked out, I think, like four hundred dollars. Per night? Yeah. Did
2: you stay one night or just, two? Just just one. Four. It, was it like a super fancy hotel?
1: Mm, no. I mean, it, w- it was whatever, but it was like, it was what was available. I called so many hotels and yeah. they were all, they were literally, I had one woman that was laughing at me. I bet. She was like, are you seriously trying to get a hotel room three days away from Taylor Swift's concert? <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know getting a tickets Like,
2: yes. So, even without tickets. And
1: Latin, there was, I'm not going to say who they were, but there was a hotel that was closest to the venue. For one night, it was over a grand. Was over it- a grand. And I had stayed at that hotel months prior for like a hundred and something dollars. So, not like a
2: super fancy place at all?
1: It was nice, but like not a, not a grand for one night. What'd
2: you spend on merch alone?
1: I um, I think. I think it was like forty six. Oh, oh how, how
2: much was the shirt? Not, not. I don't know.
1: I just got a shirt. Not, not
2: too bad. That's pretty tame, I think, for a Taylor Swift fan. Pretty tame. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is Jess, and that was your top three. Carly from Gaithersburg. Good morning. Good morning. Can you repeat what you just said off the air, please? A <laughs>
1: hundred dollars in Venmo to a good friend is a real crappy gift. Yo,
2: Carly went out of her way this morning. <laughs> to literally call and give me a hard time about this Jess, this Jess birthday gift.
1: It's been a couple of weeks, honestly. I know, and
2: we haven't really talked about this on the show at All this right. time at least, and so I guess we'll kind of have to explain. Jess, I'll have you tell from your point of view, because I don't, I don't think that I'm in the wrong, it's a little bit of guilt, but not much. Uh huh.
1: I mean, it's, it is what it is at this point, but last month for my 30th birthday, Kramer Venmoed me me 100 bucks to use at the Taylor Swift concert I went to to buy merch. The only thing was I had no idea that he sent it to me because he didn't
2: tell me. <laughs> to, to, oh my. to be fair, right, I, Jess had mentioned she was going to the concert. It was kind of last minute. And in my head, I thought, well, I, because she wanted to go buy merch, I was like, well, I should just Venmo her $100 for a birthday. She can go buy merch, right?
1: Which is fine. I mean, it's, it's whatever. Honestly, it's not like I don't expect anything from you on, on my birthday. Like, I don't, I'm not. I don't think it's a requirement for you to get me a birthday present. I just had no idea that you even sent it until after the fact, like the following week, you're like, hey, did you get yeah. that money? And I'm like, what are you even talking about? And you're like, I sent you money for the, for merch and I was like, oh, well, the concert's over but thank you, I appreciate it.
2: So here's where it got really bad, was that for my birthday, in case you didn't see our the video we did last week, was that Jess literally... That's
1: gone viral, okay? She, literally, it has,
2: like, <laughs> Jess literally in case you don't know, my dog passed away a couple of months ago, yeah. and I've been having really Really hard time with it, and and what she did was she literally went out and had somebody embroider Kiki's face onto the heart of a sweatshirt, and on the sleeve of it, it says Kiki's name with angel wings and heart, a halo. And I'm like, were our gifts not equal? <laughs> like, <laughs> do we do we not consider Venmo? Because like I I think Venmoing somebody money is like an okay gift. It was a milestone birthday, and you Venmoed her a hundred dollars,
1: like she was your little sister, for her to go have a good time. Come on, man! She completely and totally got a picture of your poor departed puppy. My condolences again, thank you, and got it embroidered with
2: angel wings. <laughs> God, you know how much planning that had to
0: No Yes, how
2: I, much work, I, the embroidery. Did? I do. It's no, got, got to be real. That was a crappy gift. Okay, but hang on. Gift. But you realize she was going to the Taylor Swift concert, which obviously meant a lot to her. So don't we don't we get some credit? It wasn't like I just Venmo'd you a hundred dollars oh, and said like you're
1: just trying to justify. And it's sad. It's sad. You know it's a bad gift. <sighs> you need to make it up. You know you do. Let's not lie about it, shall we? It's still mm. not. It's still nice. There was still effort there. I just feel like you. I just feel like when you do give someone a gift you should probably tell them that you sent to them That that was the only, I, I thought you'd get a what pop was, up. That was that's what it was for me. I thought you'd get the pop wait, up.
2: You're still being incredibly gracious, Jeff. Incredibly <laughs> gracious. Oh, okay, let's let's do this then, and uh, we, we'll move some stuff around so we can talk about this. 410-583-1065. Is Venmoing people money a good <sighs> gift
1: without telling them that you sent it? <laughs> <laughs> or,
2: or does that seem completely? Does that seem like completely out of touch? And it's like you have like like zero thought. Because There was okay, little effort. But... Dude, it's still a gift, you know. I just just think you need to let people know when you send it, that's all. Emily, is it a bad gift? I don't think so. Thank you. I mean, some people are just bad at gift
1: giving. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think that was like an underline.
2: <laughs> Hang on, Emily. That was like for a moment, my heart like warmed up for a second, and then you just kind of smacked me. So you're saying also, it is
1: if you don't, you know, if you don't know what someone wants, or like you can like give them the money, and they can get whatever they want to get themselves. Exactly. Yeah, yeah $100 is a hundred dollars is is a lot of money. It's That's, a lot of money that you could have done whatever
2: you wanted to with, yeah, right? No, uh, yeah. Okay. So okay, let's in in your opinion, Emily. So on a scale from one to 10, somebody giving someone a sweatshirt with their passed away dog onto uh, a sweatshirt, what do you give that one out of 10, 10 being the best, one being the worst? I say it's,
3: it's, it's,
2: I mean, they put a lot of thought into it. So like a nine. A nine. Okay. So then in, in return, let's see how close we are here. Uh-huh. Uh, in return, how, what would you give someone that just Venmo someone $100 for their birthday? One to 10, 10 being the best, one being the worst. Like a seven? It's not far off. It's not far off then. Yeah. No. I, I feel I feel pretty good about that. Thank you, Emily. 410 583 1065. Uh
1: this is Mary on three from Perry
2: Hall. Hey Mary, good morning. Good morning. Is Venmoing people money is that a crappy gift? Yes, because I got hacked with Venmo. Wait, you got what? She got hacked. Her Venmo oh, got hacked. Hacked with Venmo.
1: So it's not like a guaranteed right. thing. Like, I sat there and um, sent somebody 20 bucks. Yeah. And it wind up costing me like $600. I had to get a new checking account. Okay, that, that does new- suck.
2: That does suck. So I- you're
1: saying Kramer could have potentially put me into debt
2: with <laughs> yes, my Venmo yes. present? Like, Come like on, y'all. yes, like what? Oh my
1: God! Like <laughs> poor Mary, obviously Mary, this happened to her. I'm
2: I'm sorry. This is trauma for you, clearly. But she like, has no clue. Mary, <laughs> like, Mary. I'm sorry. That Mary. Was like bouncing. <laughs> no, because it was the worst experience of my life. All because <laughs> the worst
3: experience. All really.
2: because my coworkers are like. You got to get with it. You got to, you know, I'm
1: like, okay, I'm and the they, old forced dick, you. They, you know? they forced you to
2: download it on your phone. <laughs> Poor Mary she's is Trump. Not only does she think it's a, a bad gift, she's now traumatized. Hey, thanks for listening.
1: Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you
2: think we have earned it,
0: give us five stars.
1: Here Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 1065 Baltimore. And check
0: out the Kramer and Jess uncensored podcast at kramerandjess.com. <laughs>